these songs stuck in the middle with you? That's a lot of you. Many of you are stuck in the middle. You're financially supporting two generations, but it's your kids to the left of you and your parents to the right. It's known as being part of the sandwich generation. And that's a tough place to be if you're concerned about your retirement. And that's where we are today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jen Rezac, and I'm pleased to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street. Street Financial Group. And Zach, we're talking about the sandwich generation on the show today. Do you, do you talk to many people who are stuck in the middle here? <laughs> well, yes, I do. And I tell you what, I didn't know exactly where you were going to go with that originally. <laughs> so uh, my my little girl, Ro, she's a big fan of the peanut butter and jelly. So that is <laughs> oh, the boy. sandwich of choice at home right now. She is the little sandwich generation. All right. <laughs> that is right. But um, obviously, in, in terms of what we're talking about here today, that sandwich generation, it's a big deal. And it's something that we talk about with our clients quite consistently, because we have to remember that some of the focus it's got to be on us. You know, it has to make sure that our retirement is all the things that we want it to be. We have to be spinning a lot of other plates here and potentially taking care of other people, other generations. Right. And it is a tough place to be. And when you think about some of the people who are in this position, Zach, maybe they're in a caregiver role for a parent or an aunt or uncle or or someone, and then they're also financially supporting their kids. Do you see a lot of women who are caught in this position? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of it is just because to be quite frank, women are going to live longer. Right, yeah. Jen, we've talked about that in past shows, and it is one of those concerns that we have to have as we go forward. Women are statistically going to live longer, and they are statistically going to be the caregiver. And, you know, when you think about that, it can come with a lot of extra stress on the individual. I, I've seen this in my own family scenario, you know, many people have heard the story of my grandmother and just some things that were dealt her way early in retirement that weren't good. You know, the, the stock right. market really took a tumble. And then my step-grandfather, we called him Howie, uh, Harold was his name, but Harold's, you know, health took a turn for the worse and she had to be that caregiver. And, you know, there's a lot that goes along with that, making sure to get him to and from doctor's appointments, making sure to, you know, kind of take care of him on the day to day, just the, the basics, Jen, right? You know, as far as think about, you know, if maybe one of your kids is sick and you have to help with making sure you get all the meals done and make sure that you're checking on that person and maybe even have to help you know, uh, you know, with, with all the basics, right. Of just making sure that, uh, you know, that they get to feeling better, run them to the doctor, you know, now take that same mindset, Jen, and let's think about it when we're maybe in our seventies or eighties. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's something I've thought about a lot lately as well, Zach. Um, my mom has recently gone through some health issues. She and my dad are still in their late 50s. So it's very doable right now for my dad to go be with her at her doctor's appointments. He's not having any health issues. So right now they're handling things and everything's fine. But I think about in 10 or 15 years, I'm still going to have my youngest at home. I'm still going to be supporting him financially, but 
mom and dad might need a little bit more of my help at that point. And I wonder what are some of the things I should be thinking about right now if it's not really financially supporting my parents, but but maybe my job taking a back seat because I've got to physically be there with them. You know, is that something I need to be thinking about? Well, I definitely think so. I I think that the one thing that we have to make sure to do is just take care of what is manageable. And I appreciate you sharing that, Jen. And and there's so many stories that really resonate with that same concept is saying, you know, mom and dad just aren't, um, you know, getting around as good as they used to, or they need us to, to, to watch after them a little bit, or make sure that we're double checking, you know, their, uh, you know, their banking scenarios and making sure that everything's, you know, on, on the up and up. And, you know, those things are, are things that, like you say, come along at a certain point in our life when we might be balancing two generations. You just mentioned it to say, Hey, I'm going to have to be taking care of my kids and my family, but I'm also worried about mom and dad. And, And especially if, you know, those listening out there today, maybe they're the only child that lives in, the general area. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot where maybe um, some other siblings have moved out of state and all of a sudden now, you know, they're the ones that are kind of left there to make sure to help with the day to day to help, you know, check on mom and dad at least, you know, a couple of times throughout the week or at least stop by every weekend. And that puts more and more stress on their shoulders. You know, those that, you know, are over the age of 50 we have found have that experience of definitely taking care of an older adult and it can come earlier as you've just mentioned. And what comes along with that is, is things like depression. Even, you know, as you start to think about needing to care for that individual, there's about 20% of female caregivers that were um, surveyed that have some sort of depression mm. versus about 8% that are non caregivers. And so you can see that obviously that's more than double And it is one of those things that there's a lot of pressures that come along the way. The first thing that I would say that might make some sense is making sure you take a look at income for your parents. And for any of those out there listening today, if they've got an older generation or if they're even thinking about themselves currently as as they listen to this, Jen, I think that making sure that you've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's when it comes to retirement income is a big piece of the puzzle. It is probably the number one thing that folks say that they are concerned about when it comes to their parents, say an older generation, even when it comes to their children, they're concerned about making sure that they have the right cash flow to make ends meet. Now, in retirement, you know, there's no next time, right? There's no do-overs here. And so we have to make sure that we get the most out of that as possible. And really, I don't care if you're preparing to go shop for groceries or if you're looking to, to go travel on a trip, I think that checklists to that are a really good thing. And we've actually provided those listening today with a checklist for retirement income planning. And it's really simple. All you have to do is text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. It's completely complimentary. There's no cost. There's no hang up. There's no catch here. I just want to try to get you in a better position when it comes to retirement income. And whether that be for yourselves listening today, whether that be for another generation that you're thinking about, hence we're talking about this sandwich generation here today. But I think it is important to really check the box when it comes to retirement income. And that can take a ton of pressure 
off of someone's scenario, especially if they're thinking about having to care for another person, whether that's caring for a parent, as you've just mentioned, Jen, whether that's even thinking about your children, or if it's just simply thinking about your own scenario, text the word checklist to 815-918-4185 right now. You'll get that complimentary retirement income checklist, and you can really get some more clarity on where that money's going to come from throughout your retirement. So one last time, text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. Talking today with Zach Gray of Wall Street Financial Group, and I'm Jen Rezac alongside. Thanks for joining us on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Zach, you touched on this a little bit, but but I want to talk about the challenges that come with trying to take care of so many people. There are people who are stuck in the middle. They are, and, and they, maybe I shouldn't use the word stuck because they want to help their parents. They want to help their kids. They're just starting to feel stressed. And it can take its toll on you in a couple of different ways, financially, physically, and emotionally. Zach, let's talk a little bit about how financially stretched you can become if you're trying to take care of so many people. It's your job, Zach, to help us worry about the money so then we can focus on these other areas. So what do you do to alleviate some of those feelings of being stretched financially when you're helping take care of mom and dad or your aunt or uncle, as well as your own kids? Well, there's a lot of little things that we can do. And I do think that just keeping a close eye on finances is a big, big deal. I will also say that just sat down yesterday with a gal in our champagne office and um, had a really great visit with her. She came in from a local event that we did at the University of Illinois, and she wanted to just sit down and chat about some concerns that she had, one of which being financially helping support her family members. And it was going to cost her about $2,000 a month to make sure that her brother that has some special needs was taken care of. And from there, we had to start to understand what could we best do to help with that instead of just burning through her savings. And up until this point, she really hadn't had much of a game plan. She had just been riding the ebbs and flows of the market and she'd been pulling $2,000 a month out. And Though that works for a short time, it doesn't work for the long haul. And we were able to show her some ideas and some concepts to better keep her principal intact and to give her that type of income that she needs. And really, it's helping in two ways. First off, it's allowing her to take care of her brother the way that she needs to and wants to. Secondly, it's allowing her to keep really kind of her nest egg intact for her future. Right. And I think that that's one thing that we focus on a lot here is to say, okay, we kind of think of this as like this three legged stool approach. First off, we have to put a few dollars away in savings. Secondly, we have to figure out how our income is going to look, how our retirement is going to play out. And then from there, let's start to think about the extras. In her case, it was her special needs brother. For those listening, it might be a parent or grandparent, even a child, you know, we're talking about maybe being sandwiched in this uh, tight position here of how can I help care care for mom and dad and, and how can I maybe take care of myself on top of it. So I think that just getting that plan financially goes without saying, but don't, you know, just let that, you know, get away from you. Don't let that just, uh, you know, kind of leave that to chance. We have to really do what we can to wrap our arms around what's the game plan here for us financially to take care of ourselves and then maybe be able to support some other folks. 
More and more middle-aged adults are feeling the financial squeeze of taking care of their aging parents and their kids. Why is this happening? We'll be back after this. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your Everyday Can Be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am your host, Jen Rezac. Happy to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is here with me today. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. WallStreetFinancialGroup.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. We call it the sandwich generation, and that's what we're talking about today. More and more middle-aged adults are feeling the financial squeeze of taking care of their aging parents and their kids. And as you clarified earlier, Zach, we're not talking about your daughter, part of the sandwich generation with her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm -hmm. We're talking about being stuck in the middle of two generations. Why is this happening so often now? What's going on? Well, I think the logical answer to that is, is we're living longer. As we start to think back to yesteryear, we've touched on social security several times and we said, hey, it was pretty fluid back then just because we didn't have to worry a ton about it. We weren't living very long and there was a lot less stress on things like our own investments or social security, for example. Those have been different topics for different shows. But where we went with that is very relevant to the answer to your question, Jen. Heck, we're just living a little longer. And that being said, we have to be concerned about an aging population. I mean, the baby boom generation is at that point of retirement. They're getting into retirement. They're getting to that point where they need some skilled care. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, we've got the biggest generation that we've ever seen in United States history need that care. And hey, on top of that, we've always had this concern to take care of the next generation below us. Mm-hmm. We want to take care of our kids. I'm I'm sure that folks want to take care of their grandkids. They want to financially help if possible, especially in a world like we have today where inflation keeps kicking those costs higher and higher. And, you know, we're in a position that we need more and more. We see a lot of our clients want to step up to the plate and help their kids or grandkids. And that's awesome. But we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves as well. And once again, even that older generation is one that's kind of got us stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it when you talk about helping your kids, Zach, I always think about the analogy of when you're sitting on a plane and they are going through the little safety presentation at the beginning before you take off and they talk about what happens if those air masks fall from the ceiling, right? And they always tell you, if you have children with you, 
Put your own mask on first, and then you can help your kids. But if you start with them, and then something happens to you, you can't help them any further. So that's why you have to put the mask on yourself first. Make sure you can breathe, and then you can help your kids. And it's hard, Zach, because as a parent, we always go to them first. But it, it kind of makes sense with our financial plan too. We have to make sure we're set because what good do we do them if if we can't help ourselves, right? Exactly. I think that that's a great analogy and one that's been touched on several times in the financial realm here, but it mm-hmm. it does carry so much weight because you do have to take care of yourselves first. And I literally just sat down yesterday with a couple great people and I said, you know, what's it going to take for you to be happy in retirement? And they said, well, you know, I think it's going to take three to 4,000 a month. And I thought, okay, well, that's, it's very doable. Mm-hmm. And as we started to ask what about today? Because I can see that you make, you know, a fair amount more than that. What, where's that going? And they said, well, we're, you know, helping our kids out. We're helping our grandkids. I think a lot of it goes to our grandchildren. And I said, man, I get that, but we need to make sure that we take a look at the entire picture here, primarily with a focus of making sure that you're in good shape for the long term. And we also need to be very clear that, hey, if we're making substantially more and we're spending substantially more on, say, our grandchildren, for example, I want to make sure that that couple that I sat down with is going to be able to realign their focus when they do get to retirement and here just a a few short years away. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's kind of tough to do as well. You know, Jen, I don't want to speak for yourself, but I can see that happen with my little girls already. You know, if I'm... uh, taking Ro to a music class on Saturdays and she is now accustomed to going to Texas Roadhouse afterwards, <laughs> it's hard to change that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those things to say, Hey babe, we, we we're not going to go there today. Um, she's, you know, she's going well, Why not? to that. Why not dad? Uh, you know, she might even be throwing a temper tantrum and, and I'm just saying to myself, that's a similar mentality, totally different example. But I think that you can see where I'm going with here, Jen, is just once someone's accustomed to that, once someone's accustomed to helping, say, other generations, not only do maybe they get comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. but the other generations might become a little bit more dependent on that person that might be the one that's kind of a part of this sandwich generation where they're stuck in between helping maybe their parents and also being in a situation where they have to help maybe their, their children or grandchildren And now all of a sudden, if that becomes a standard of living, no different than Texas Roadhouse is that that standard on our Saturdays. Now we're accustomed to that. And that's something that we're, you know, somewhat getting dependent on. Texas Roadhouse, maybe not so much, Jen. But <laughs> well, I don't know. Going, so. I love that cinnamon honey butter that they have. So that I don't is know. not bad, exactly. <laughs> I think we could fill up on just the rolls alone if we could just get, uh, you know, some sodas and in, in the rolls. I think we would be okay. Maybe some peanuts for a dessert. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're talking today with Zach Gray. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap, and he is with Wall Street Financial Group. I am Jen Rezac alongside talking about the sandwich generation. It's a tough place to be in if you are still helping your parents in some form or fashion while you're also supporting your kids in some way and trying to figure out your own retirement. A lot of people are stuck in this position. And, you know, Zach, when we talk about figuring out our plans for the future, especially as it relates to health care costs and 
long-term care, when a client says, you know, here's what I'm doing. I'm helping take care of my mom and dad. I know my kids will be there to take care of me and make sure I can stay in my own home. This is what I'm doing for my parents. What do you tell that client? Well, I just actually kind of try to bring it up in a lighthearted way to say, do you really want your kids taking care of you? And sometimes they'll kind of lighten the mood and have a chuckle. Yeah. I'm not for sure that I would trust my kids. Uh, now they're young. Jen, <laughs> they're too little for that. They are too little, but I don't necessarily know so far if, if they're the, the right people to be taking care of me when I'm in uh, you know my final years. But that all being said, I think it is one of those things that, you know, if we can lighten that conversation a bit and get them to thinking outside that proverbial box, we are in a position where most households today are two income households. We're at that place where there's not really maybe that one person that is staying at home to make sure to take care of the kids and then maybe transition that to an older generation and help take care of parents possibly as well as the fact that it is a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. We recently had another client come aboard as a client here at Wall Street Financial Group. And, you know, she shared with us to say, you know, we did about 30 days where we had what was her mother-in-law stay with us. And Zach, we just couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't enjoy our lives. We have to work. And all these things added up to, she just needs to have some skilled care. She had fallen once at home. They, they didn't necessarily have a home that was, you know, really well built for, for an older person. And I think that, you know, their initial approach, Jen, was we can do this. You know, we can take care of mom. And it quickly brought itself back to saying, wow, there's a lot of work there. You know, there's, and there's a lot of uh, concern to make sure that that person stays you know, healthy and, and doesn't fall and doesn't have some of those concerns. So they had to make that transition. They thought they could, and they quickly realized how much work that truly was. And I think that a lot of people think in that same way. And if you kind of can bring that up, we've at least brought it up to the majority of our clients. And some are passionate to say, I am going to take care of mom and dad, and that's great. But for a lot of folks out there, we need those two incomes. And for a lot of folks out there today, we just don't have the availability to take care of mom or dad at home. And, and that's the sad truth. And the great news, Jen, there is, is that there is a lot of different ideas out there in terms of making sure to cover long-term care. It doesn't have to be that traditional long-term care policy of yesteryear where we're going to pay for something that we, quite frankly, hope that we don't use. There's a lot of ways that we can go about preparing for those things and not having to put that burden down to another generation. And that's the great news. And if you want to dive into that a little bit more, that's right in our wheelhouse here at Wall Street Financial Group. All you have to do is text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. We will step you through our financial roadmap process. And one of the key pieces of that is talking about longevity, talking about you know, how do we want those things to look as we get later into our lifetime and even really tying estate planning to that. So please text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. You'll get on my calendar. We would love to sit down and visit with you a little bit and kick around some different ideas to make sure that we've checked this box of all these healthcare expenses we've been talking about. One last time, text the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. That's VISIT to 815-918-4185. 
Save for college or save for retirement? Talk about being stuck in the middle. We'll help you weigh the options coming up next. will be your ally in your retirement years. You've heard Zach Gray share important information about making plans for your retirement. Zach and his team at Wall Street Financial Group know that in retirement, it's about more than just the money. It's about your total financial health. There are many financial advisors to choose from, but how many of them take a holistic approach to retirement planning? Zach Gray and the Wall Street Financial Group team have helped hundreds of people plan for retirement. They want to be your ally for the rest of your life. No more guessing with Wall Street Financial Group. You'll have a plan and an advisor throughout your retirement years. Call Wall Street Financial Group today at 815-918-4185 and make an appointment to start planning for your retirement. That number again, 815-918-4185. Call right now. You deserve to have that ally in retirement that you need. Call now at 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am your host, Jen Rezac, and I'm happy to be here today with the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. WallStreetFinancialGroup.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. We're talking about the sandwich generation today, and being a part of this generation can be like fighting a war on two fronts. You're taking care of your kids while you're also taking care of your parents in some form or fashion. It can mean a lot of stress, especially if you're also concerned about saving for retirement. So, Zach, how do you help families navigate decisions like whether they should focus on saving for their kids or their grandkids' college tuition versus saving for retirement? This is a tough one, Jen, because I think you have to walk that fine line and emotion starts to get rolled into it, right? And I think about my own decisions as I talk with my wife, Jenna. So we have two little girls at home, Roe and Winston, love them to death. I want to give them everything, you know? I want to to give them the world. And I'm sure you feel the same way about your kiddos sure. at home. And, you know, we're expecting two more. So uh, <laughs> exciting, scary, you know, yeah. all the above. And so we're starting to think about the fact that we'll have we'll have four children under four. So we're, we're trying to set some records here in central yeah. Illinois. And, <laughs> you know, the point to be made with those kids is that we start to think about, wow, we're going to have four kids in college at the same time. You know, and we're going to have those concerns as we start to think about it doesn't matter if we're talking about four teenage drivers and how that might affect insurance. And we're going to have, you know, four kids that we're going to try to help support a little bit with college. You know, the, the argument is, is, you know, do we want to take care of all of that cost? Can we even take care of all of that cost? Uh, I think that I'm a believer that some of that cost should be you know, upon, you know, the, the child or grandchild themselves just to kind of get that buy-in. But this is something my wife and I go back and forth about quite often. And, and Jen, I don't know if you had these conversations about your kiddos, but it, you know, that's a lot of dollars that, you know, yeah. we're worried about focused on saving for them. And you have to keep in mind yourself too. I mean, is this right. something that's crossed your mind? 
Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. My kids are a little bit more spread out than yours. I have four, but there are 10 years between my oldest and my youngest. But Zach, that reality just sets in pretty quickly. I mean, paying for braces for four kids, as soon as we pay off one mouth, then the next mouth is ready to be <laughs> paid for. And we'll have the same thing with college. So yeah, it's, it's all about priorities and figuring out what they'll be able to handle on their own one day and what impact it will have on our retirement if we are just trying to pay cash for everything right now. Well, I think you just, you know, kind of stole the the words from my mouth. And <laughs> Did I steal your thunder? You know? Sorry. You know, it's just, no, you're good. Because I think that, you know, those are the scenarios, right? I mean, those are how we need to play things out. And we have to be concerned about that is, hey, if I take care of all these things now, am I jeopardizing something for later? And this is a conversation that we have with a lot of clients. You know, when they step through our financial roadmap process, we talk a lot about how does income look for you? And is there any certain time there that's going to be maybe different for for folks? We have one client that says, Zach, we want to be able to give $30,000 to each one of our grandkids. We're going to assume some sort of inflationary rate once we start the first grandchild with college. And they're going to have six grandchildren that are kind of layering into college really all at about the same time. And so now all of a sudden we're trying to figure out that bridge for income for them because they're going to be trying to pay for some of those things. And the real question I think is, is how much do they need and where are we going to get that from? And, and really, I don't care if we're looking at, you know, the grocery bills or doctor appointments or vacations. I think that you have to really take a peek at you know, how are we going to get the income that we need? Is there a shortfall? Is there some sort of bridge that we need to make with income? And how can we best lay that out? How can we best plan for that? And we've actually taken the liberty of putting together a report for those listening that's really based around income and how to build for some of these things as needed. And all you have to do is text the word income to 815-918-4185. Do it right now. You'll get a completely complimentary copy. We'll send it over to you right away. And it's a great report to start to understand how does income look for me? And can I start to support some of these things like saving for my grandkids college or maybe children? So if that's a question of yours, we can shed some light on that. Just text income to 815-918-4185. You'll get that completely complimentary report. And again, text the word income to 815-918- Four one eight five. Talking today with Zach Gray of Wall Street Financial Group. I'm Jen Rezac alongside. And Zach, when we talk about weighing these decisions, we get a little emotional when it comes to our money. We emotionally want to be able to support our kids and take care of everything for them, especially when we think about college so they aren't heading out into the world just completely saddled with debt from student loans. It's it's easy to let our emotions weigh in here when we're thinking about financial decisions. How does working with someone like you help us take a step back and avoid making decisions based on emotion instead of reality? Well, you're right, Jen. These are emotionally charged decisions. As just mentioned, my wife and I talking about our kids and how we're going to plan for their needs. You know, we want to help them as much as possible, but we also want to help protect our future. And that's really where we can shine some massive light with kind of our income plan. And if you don't have a written income plan for retirement, 
I will tell you that you are missing the boat because we have got to start to plan where we're heading because without it, it's just like taking a shot in the dark. I mean, we're, we're planning a family vacation here in a couple of weeks, Jen. And I tell you what, today we have GPS, right? I was the the kid that had to run the map, the atlas. Okay, that's <laughs> yep. what I used to do for my parents. Uh, I, I don't know if if you were that same gal. That, Little that was navigator to, uh, in the back. Yep. That's right. That's right. We uh, we didn't have that GPS yelling. Uh, I was yelling. You know, <laughs> and um, hopefully I was making the right decisions. But my point here is is that laying out how this is going to look for for ourselves first for the retiree, for our client, for our prospect that maybe, you know, reaches out to us. That's what we want to take care of first. It's not that we don't, you know, love our kids or grandkids. It's not that we don't want to take care of mom and dad. You know, we're kind of stuck maybe in this sandwich generation of, you know, how can we help these other folks? But let's not lose sight. that We have to take care of ourselves a little bit too, or else we're going to be in that position that, we're going to need care maybe from our kids or we're going to need income from our children. Let's make sure to take care of first things first. So I always tell people it's a bit like a three-legged stool. You know, let's take care of an emergency fund. Let's have, you know, some cushion. The center leg to that stool is really to say maybe the one that's holding up the most weight. It is the one of figuring out how do things look for us. And I don't care if you're listening today and you're 10 years from retirement or if you're already into retirement, we can shed some light on that. And I think that that's extremely important as you go forward here. But then from there, we can think about the third leg to the stool, and that's the extra stuff. That's saving the 529s for our grandkids. That's taking care of long-term care concerns. That's making sure to be able to step in financially and, and help our children or even maybe our parents. So we have to really look at this to say, first things first, Let's take care of us. Let's make sure that we have a plan intact. And I think that's extremely important to be noted. Let's talk a little bit about the transition that happens, Zach. This is something I think people struggle with. We have to understand that there's a transition that takes place when you switch from saving for retirement, saving for whatever it is, to actually spending down that nest egg once you get into retirement. And I think it's important that people understand this transition as they go from their working years into their retirement years. You're right. And I think that there's an example I threw out here just a minute ago. And that was that this couple we just sat down with is very happy with three to $4,000 a month of income. However, they're making nearly three times that today in income. So I said, today, guys, where's the money going? And some of it's being saved, and that's good. However, not all of it is. And they're using a lot of that income right now to spoil the grandkids and do some travel, things of that nature. And so my question back to those folks was, you know, Ben, Marsha, do you think that you're going to be able to go from an income north of $100,000, of which we're saving some of it, and there's taxes and all that, down to something that's, say, half of that number, uh, let alone maybe even lower than that? And my point here is, is that they're going to have to have a big mental shift on, you know what, we might not be able to do that anymore. We might not be able to to spend quite as, you know, uh, unrestricted is what we used to while we were both still working, if that's really what their plan needs to be. And so I think that once someone gets accustomed to that, that is tough. We have to, you know, once again, back to our 
Texas Roadhouse example, it'd be a lot different than retirement. But now my, my little girl, her idea is, is that we're going there every single Saturday. And so for me to change that, it's going to be tough. You know, there's going to be some pain involved there, primarily from a whiny three-year-old in the back seat, Jen. But my point here is that you have to kind of think about how things would have to shift. And also that we're not in an accumulation mindset anymore. We're in a distribution mindset. And it's very clear under every one of our logos, it says that we do retirement income planning. That is our focus because we have to be very clear on saying that, you know, climbing up the mountain, it might be a little jagged on the way up. But at the end of the day, if we retire at the peak of that mountain, ah, things are good. It's now about how do we get back down the mountain safely? And that is a big transition from a lot of advisors out there that focus on accumulation. They only focus on returns. They only want to, you know, beat their chest with this is how good we did. And I think that that's great. We all need to have some returns to our money, but there's a big change from accumulation before retirement to distribution at retirement in understanding how market corrections, for example, could affect us there. Boy, that's a big deal. It's really impacted my grandmother it really changed some of her retirement picture. And it definitely, because of sequence of return risk, could ultimately affect you that are out there listening today. And right now, the market's been on a great bull run. You know, it's, it's the longest in United States history. The question is, could we see a bit of a correction? And could this idea of accumulation or all these years we've been saving, now could it be much more different in distribution most definitely it can. Make sure that you're working with a distribution specialist. We, we pride ourselves on being that type of advisor here at Wall Street Financial Group instead of an accumulation specialist because something like a market correction, which I think, in my opinion, Jen, might be happening soon, mm -hmm. that could be a massive blow if you're only working with that accumulation mindset. And as we go into break here, I will tell you that we put together a free report that's really based around understanding these market corrections and how that could affect distribution. All you have to do is text the word market to 815-918-4185. You'll get that complimentary copy. We'll send it right over to you. All you have to do is text the word market to 815-918-4185. Once again, text the word market to 815-918-4185. You might be stuck in the sandwich generation now, but do you want the same thing for your kids? Planning can help stop this cycle. That's coming up next on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. 
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Rezac, pleased to be here alongside the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. Zach Gray is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. And today we're talking about the sandwich generation. A lot of you are in this. Fidelity says one in seven middle-aged adults is providing financial support to both an aging parent and a child. That's a lot of people, Zach, who are probably feeling this squeeze. If you're behind on saving because you're helping your parents and maybe still supporting a child or two, how can you get your retirement on more solid ground? Well, I think that planning is the first step with that. I know that's a generic answer, but we do spend so much time in the weeds of just life that we don't sometimes take that time to plan. And I think that that's extremely important. There's a multitude of statistics out there that let us know that we spend 10 times more time planning vacations than what we do planning retirement, which we hope is a permanent vacation, or at least I do. So I think it's one of those things to say, we do have to take that step. Sometimes that's an eye-opening step, and sometimes that's in a good way, but many times it's in a not so great way to start to redirect some of that focus. And I will say is, is at least starting taking that baby step towards anything, you know, even if it's a hundred dollars a month, it can really add up over time. We know how compound interest can either work for us or sometimes work against us if we're talking about something like debt, but it is important to just get that, that ball rolling, you know, just get some of that momentum going. And I think that, you know, just taking those baby steps is key there. We've all seen the charts about you know if you save early how that's such a much larger impact than what it is to save later you know if you save from 30 to 40 versus 40 to 60 assuming the same amount of money in a, per month and saving at the same rate let's say that you get a 8% rate of return on your money you'd have half the money for that one decade versus the two you'd have half the time obviously and honestly, you'd have double the money when you start to think about its end point. You know, let's say that that'd be 60. So it just kind of goes to show that compound interest and starting early, that's key. And if you need to redirect your focus a little bit, at least take that first step. That will get you on a little bit more solid ground to answer your question there, Jen. Let's talk about some ways to bridge the gap. If if our budget is going to exceed our income in retirement and we're already here getting toward retirement, maybe we're in retirement and we're concerned, are there some ways we can close this shortfall or, or bridge the gap in our income? Most definitely. So your first question is, is more about saving. And this question, I think, is more in tune with now not saving, but using some of those dollars. And so we have to first take a look at all of our income sources. Where are we going to get from potentially a pension? I mean, do we even get a pension? What do we get from social security? How does that look? And how do all these things start to add up? Maybe you have retirement income coming from a a business that you own, maybe from some properties that you own. As we start to add all these things together, is there a shortfall? And then from there, We have to start to calculate that. We have to know our need. I think that's step one. For many folks, I'll ask the question, 
Jen, what's it going to take for you and Jeff to be happy in retirement? And there's not a clear answer there, right? Mm -hmm. They say, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't really thought about that. I think that's the first question that we have to answer because we have to be clear on that. If we need 2000 a month or we need 20,000 a month, that's a big swing. And obviously I'm being a, you know, a bit extreme here, but I think the important thing is, is what is that number and being very clear on it. And then how does that look versus our income? What is that shortfall? What is that need? And whether it is, you know, just simply looking at things that are the day to day, things like, you know, medical visits, doctor appointments, uh, groceries, uh, maybe it's paying the mortgage. Maybe you're in the final few years of that as you get to retirement. You got to calculate what's the need of all of those things. How does it stack up versus the income? Now, is there a shortfall? That's where we can really step in and help out. Wall Street Financial Group is built around retirement income planning. And you first off need to know that calculation. What is the shortfall from your goal? And then let's build an income bridge to close that gap. Let's make sure to take you into retirement and through retirement and make sure that you're happy for all of those years. We don't want to be happy for a decade. We don't want to be happy for two decades. We want to make sure that we're happy for the long haul. And we've actually put together a complimentary report based around that. It's based around income. It's based around closing the gap and how for you to best do that, to get as much squeezed out of your savings. And all you have to do is text the word income to 815-918-4185. You'll get that complimentary report. There's no catch. There's no fee. There's, there's no obligation to do business with us. It's a simple report to give you some feedback on how to close that gap and all you have to do is text the word income to 815-918-4185. Text the word income to 815-918-4185 to get your copy today. Talking with Zach Gray of Wall Street Financial Group, and I am Jen Rezac alongside. We've been talking about planning for the sandwich generation. And when we think about taking care of our kids or maybe leave something behind for them, when you talk about your planning process, Zach, where does legacy planning come into play? I'm glad you asked the question. Our planning process is based around really four pillars. It's based around, first off, income. We've been talking a lot about that today because if you do get stuck kind of in this sandwich generation, you're going to want to feel that pull to, to maybe help take care of your parents. You're going to feel that pull to maybe need to help take care of your kids or grandkids. We first off need to make sure that our income is intact that we're taking care of ourselves. We don't want to be selfish, but we want to be very honest with ourselves about making sure our income's intact. And much of that comes from our investments. That's the second pillar of what we talk about with our financial roadmap process is to understand, okay, how do our investments look? Are they built best for me? Are they built to support my goals? Maybe that goal is to help another generation, but is it being built the right way? The third of which is taxes. I think that's extremely important, something that we haven't talked a lot about today, but it's all about how much money we actually get to take home and actually use and maybe not give to the government in the form of taxes. That's my opinion. The final and fourth pillar to answer your question, Jen, is really that longevity in estate planning. It's really to make sure that things are good for the long haul. We want to make sure that we're taking care of you know, all the income pieces and making sure that we've played our tax cards the right way and we've built our investments the right way. And then at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're taking care of those healthcare costs, maybe long-term care. We want to make sure that we're making a big impact if possible 
for our next generation, definitely taking care of our spouse if we're married, but then how can we help maybe our kids and our grandkids and don't be pushing that off. You know, we see too many folks that, you know, maybe bring in a copy of their will or their trust and they want us to review it. And we have a lot of expertise in that field and we have a lot of great relationships with some of the attorneys that we keep on our retainer. But I will say that, you know, many times we're, we're dusting those off, you know, and I say, you know, Jen, when did you uh, put this will together? And you say, well, I was, you know, I was, I was expecting my first child. And I mm-hmm. say, well, you know, Jen, when, when was that? And you say, well, that was 10, 20 years ago, yeah. you know, and I think it's important for us to really give a fresh perspective to that continuously. We do that as a part of our process because we want to make sure that, hey, all these beneficiaries are right and that this money is going to do what you want it to do and that we've really kind of crossed off all of those boxes to check along the way as we best build a plan for you first, then we can worry about kind of those other generations that we might be sandwiched in between. Zach, are legacy goals changing as what's happening with our society right now and just trends that we see with more people coming into retirement and maybe they're still paying for their kids' college tuition, they still have student loan debt that they're working on. Is that changing people's legacy goals? I do think that things are changing there. We see a lot of folks that, to your point, are sadly having to help with a lot of those loans still. You know, it is now the most unfunded debt obligation out there being student loans, to, mm-hmm. to use your one example. But I will say that I think that we're kind of more of an experienced generation and a here and now generation in, in many ways. I mean, it doesn't matter if you pick up your phone, Jen. I mean, you've got the, the world at your fingertips, right? I mean, we've got a computer, in essence, in our hand when we pick up that smartphone. And we didn't have that when I was a kid, right? I mean, it just didn't exist. I don't know if that's good or bad, but my point is, is that it is a here and now generation. You know, when you text somebody, many people are expecting a text message back almost immediately, right? I mean, and if not, they're getting frustrated with that. We also see that in terms of financial goals, where someone's wanting to help maybe with college at that point, so that maybe they can not have their children have that debt load long term. And by the way, those interest rates are really, really high. So would it be better off for our child to maybe struggle to pay that off and then maybe get an inheritance well down the line when, say, we pass away? Or is it better for us to help with that now? What I have seen is that more and more folks are transitioning to that over the last you know, decade plus that I've been in this business. I've seen folks go from, hey, if there's something left over, I want that to be as tax efficient as possible for my kids or let's make that as good as what I can for my kids. And now that's maybe changing to a point to say, I'd rather help them now. I'd rather enjoy it now. And I think there's a strong argument with that because as I look at retirement, sometimes we break it down into these kind of go-go years and these slower go years. And then the, I'm just not going to go years. I think that, you know, a lot of my clients enjoy seeing, you know, their dollars go to use. I think a lot of my clients enjoy seeing an impact being made and it might even just be a vacation they're really enjoying those go-go years. They're really enjoying, you know, those, those years of retirement where they can see their impact being made. And I think that's extremely important. And I also say that that's a big shift that we're seeing, Jen, as we think about retirement planning. Zach, last question today. How can we be proactive now so we aren't creating another sandwich generation for our children down the road? 
Well, I think the big question here is, is have you taken that first step to get a plan in place? And if you haven't, I really invite you to step through our financial roadmap process. You know, it's a very low-key, non-pressure type of process, but I do think it brings a ton of expertise to what we just talked about. Income, how's that going to look? Our investments, are they really being built the way we want them to look to possibly support that income stream we need? How about taxes? You know, have we done what we can to squeeze as much out of our investments or are we just waiting for taxation to occur? And in my opinion, that might go up in the future. So the time is now to think about that. And then finally, we've been talking about in this last segment, kind of that longevity and more estate planning. It's really simple. All you have to do is pick up your phone and text the word visit to 815-918-4185. Or you can call us at that same number. That number is 815-918-4185. It's as simple as a text message. And if you call us today, just leave a short message for us. Uh, we're going to be getting back to you very soon. We're enjoying some of the time with, with our kids and our grandkids as you hear this radio show. And that particular message is going to go to Mary. She's going to pick up the phone and give you a call. She's my director of first impressions, and she's a great gal. She'll find a time that's convenient for us both. And she will get you on my calendar and we can sit down and look at kind of those four pillars of income, investments, taxes, and ultimately that longevity or estate plan. And I really think that taking that first step can sometimes be a little scary. Don't be worried. It's just a great chance to visit and really kind of shed some light on some of these things we've been talking about today for that sandwich generation that might be worried about those a little older or obviously that younger generation as well. So simply text the word visit to 815-918-4185, or you can give us a call at that same number, 815-918-4185. I look forward to visiting. You've been listening to Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Remember that number that Zach just shared. Again, 815-918-4185. You can call or leave a message, or even easier, just text the word visit. Tune in again next week for more insights from Zach. I'm Jen Rezac. We're so glad you were here with us today. Have a great week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Wall Street Financial Group, Inc. and AE Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Wall Street Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Wall Street Financial Group.